Hi, I'm Kara Swisher, executive editor of Recode. Thanks for listening to Recode Replay. Here's one of the interviews from the stage of the 2016 Code Conference. If you like it, please leave us a review at iTunes.com slash Recode Replay. We're bringing on a whole lot of people today, and one of the areas we think is important is enterprise. Um, and we've, I've tried really hard to get this CEO here for many, many years, especially because of the issues around AI. It's kind of perfect this year. And so we think it's important. We have several different enterprise uh, people talking this year, and, it's, and, and that, of any area in tech, I think it's one that's changing the most in the past year and over the next few years. So without further ado, Ginny Rometty. Oh, thank you for coming, finally. My pleasure. I didn't realize it was that hard. Uh, It was. I'm sorry about that. That's okay. I usually can get women to show up more quickly. Well, I show up for anyone. All right, here you are. It does not matter. So we're going to start with IBM. Yeah? People don't, in Silicon Valley, really don't. I I talked with Steve about this a little bit. Don't know IBM. And and it's not as, it doesn't have as much of a presence in the Valley, or it doesn't feel like it. Why is that? What is... You know, I don't want to say what is IBM because that's a difficult question, but why? what's the issue with IBM not feeling like part of tech, yeah. even though it's the company that sort of started it all? I, no, I think, um, it, and actually it's an interesting thing. Yesterday um, I was in our Almaden lab, mm-hmm. which is uh, 50 years here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're actually the first lab that was out here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think, given our longevity mm-hmm. at 105 years, I think that that is part of it. Our, we're headquartered on the east, mm-hmm. and, uh, and I recognize that. So actually, we've done a number of things. We'll be opening up a center called Watson, Watson West in San mm-hmm. Francisco. It opens a new building, opens up in uh, September. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's part of it, right? So I think we straddle a couple worlds. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't mind you asking the question of what's IBM. Mm-hmm. I mean, I actually think it's probably helpful because we're in transition mm-hmm. and in a transformation. Absolutely. Maybe, it, it, you know, I, I can answer it if it's sure, okay. Sure, go yeah. ahead. No. I mean, because... Uh, I think if you ask me that, in a, if I had to just say one phrase quickly, I'd say, as I've said to our teams, you know, we're emerging as a cognitive solutions and a cloud platform company. Mm-hmm. Now, that is a mouthful. Yeah. You know, my, and my husband says, you know, could you have picked a better word? I mean, yeah. does that just roll off your tongue? Right, and right. Uh, I said, honestly, in, I was happy to hear you say about, let's talk about AI, because there's really a reason we picked the word cognitive, which I'll come mm-hmm. back to, different than the conventional word of AI. But the idea being... Um, you know, what do we become at 105? You know, the one thing, if I've learned anything, and lots of companies here are young, but many that are, you know, growing in time, too, it's this idea to really think through what changes and what endures. Mm-hmm. And for us, what has, I think, been what endures is we live at this intersection of innovation and of really business challenges. Mm-hmm. And so if you go back in time, uh, you showed a, uh, Mary showed a chart of all the different kind of eras on mm-hmm. it. I go back to our days, you know, early days of tabulating, but we did really important things like social security systems. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned, or she mentioned, this era of, you know, big systems, mainframes. We did the revolution of the back office, right? And so now, and I'm, I'm glad, and really I wanted to come too, actually, mm-hmm. because this idea to talk about a world where when we say cloud platforms, Platforms is an important word because I think most innovation is going to come from everybody in rooms like this. Mm-hmm. We'll set up a cloud platform, lots of different innovation services, and then these cognitive solutions that constantly learn, mm-hmm. it will give us a chance, yes, to do everyday things, but we will change and I think solve some of the world's greatest problems. Well, let's, let's talk first about that transition. Yep. You know, it's been rocky for yep. you. Well, it, it is certainly, I think, 
as I say to the teams about any transition, um, it's easy to have an Act 1 and 2. Go ahead and have an Act 3, 4, and 5. Mm -hmm. And uh, when you say that, I always yes, say... You can say that, but then, like, actually, you know... You have to you know, do it, right? It's, and, it's and like and a so, corporate thing. You say, like, we're going to get Act 3. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, that's right. Yeah. The saying is the easy part. Yeah. The doing is the hard part, yeah. right? Because it's so easy to see the end point. Mm -hmm. I always say the transitions are the issue. Mm -hmm. It is the transition. And as I say uh, to our teams, you know what? This is really clear in revisionist history, mm -hmm. right? When, when you've gone through. But you have to change business models. You change products. I mean, you got to, I would say, be willing to change everything about yourself but what you stand for. Right. So how many so, people work for IBM right now? Uh, 380,000. 380,000 people. Yeah. Enormous. So you're it's, trying it's to, when you came great in. Great people, by the way. What was the biggest challenge you faced when you came into this? Because Sam had been successful. Yeah. Look, I think um, the greatest challenge would be this, what's transpired in the last couple of years, it isn't just one trend that has been there, right? Mm -hmm. So it was multiples at once. So it is the speed of transformation. Mm -hmm. And it has been, whether it was mobile, big data analytics, cloud, underpinned, I would say underpinned by security. Maybe we'll talk a little bit about mm -hmm. that. Um, so it was the pace of change. And so when I look through and I say, what if anybody to change a company? You know, I think about speed. Everybody I talk to, it's speed, speed, speed. It's easy to say, but you don't want people. I mean, one of the biggest mistakes, I think, early on, people think, oh, I just need to work at the same thing faster. Mm -hmm. And that's not what speed of change is, right? So, so you have to work at the culture. So when you got there, what, was, what, what, what did you think the company's biggest business was? And you have staked your reputation and tenure on artificial intelligence. Yeah, I have. I, so yeah. we have placed, and I think that there are pivotal points in everybody's history, you will have to make a decision like that. Mm -hmm. And we have made that decision. And, and, and by the way, can I, the reason I, I got to tell you this, the reason I don't call it artificial intelligence, it would be much easier to say, by the way. Right. Um, yeah, cognitive. And spell, all of the above, yes, I've heard this from everyone. I, I, I know, I know. And so, uh, but it, it is a little bit of history in that it is really about man and machine. And I know there's various views about this. And AI can have a loaded set of kind of connotations with it. Well, destroying the earth, yeah. And it can, but we're saying, well, it, it, more than that, jobs, yeah. many other things. I'll be asking that if that's people the case, like, bring up that, no, <laughs> that topic. But I think the point was, it was man and machine. And we, we get started on this, you know, Karen, 20, it was 2005 when we started our work on this. So we've been at this a good decade now. Mm -hmm. And it started because we said, look, people are going to be overloaded. There's so much information, this cognitive overload. You've got to do something about it. And that's what started us down this path. Mm -hmm. And therefore, this really true belief that you will make better decisions and you will, in fact, solve problems that haven't been solved before, which is, which is why, good or bad, we picked the first thing was healthcare. Mm -hmm. It is the most, I mean, I would have to ask everyone, does everyone think, I mean, there's not even really a system around it, mm -hmm. right? It is so dysfunctional. Mm -hmm. And so, and there's so much waste, eight trillion, a third of its waste. And so, so let's talk about that decision to go into AI. What, talk about what, why that was the decision to do so. And, you know, when Watson first did the chess thing in 2011, a little bit of press yeah. and hype and stuff like that. But you were definitely early. But there's, you know, there's an expression, the planes are covered with the bodies of pioneers. Yeah. You know? Google's in this, Amazon in this, everybody is in this area. Um, and even though, even being first was something that caught a lot of people's attention, how do you turn that into a business, an actual yeah. business? Well, it's actually already, I mean, it's nice to have it's a already a business. Yes, I got that. Yeah. But I'm saying that transitioning from, ooh, isn't it cool, the computer beat the chess guy, which is, fun again. And like, then Jeopardy. Yeah, because yeah, chess Jeopardy. was really quite Jeopardy. a long, and, and, and chess has oh, many Jeopardy, more, right. yeah, you were thinking Jeopardy, because yeah. chess is many more mathematically determined. That's just horsepower you need mm -hmm. to do chess. Mm -hmm. And so, but that's not true with Jeopardy. Jeopardy's open domain, so 
it's infinite answers, and, and so very different set of, uh, of issues that are there. So, you know, when you say why and can it be a business, right? This goes back to what well, I think it can be an everyday mm -hmm. impact. It, actually, I would say in five years, there is no doubt in my mind that cognitive AI will impact every, every decision made, mm -hmm. five years, mm -hmm. in some way, in some sense, right? And so it can be everyday stuff, and when you say can make it a business, I mean, just look at healthcare, education, I look at what we've done in financial services and I can see what clients are doing. Mm -hmm. There's so much room, I, I was with a, a client last week, big manufacturer, and if you go in any manufacturing plant, 300 different processes, he said to me, so they took regular working and then they took Watson through it. And uh, he said the five things they pointed out, our guys would never, ever, ever have found that Watson to fix these. That. that Watson, yes, right. regression through. Because I, I would say one thing that's really important for everyone thinking about this in the future of AI, a couple things. It's easy to think about, okay, you have to deal with unstructured data. Uh, Mary talked about uh, natural language. But it's not just that, and it's not just images. It's gonna have to be domain knowledge and that this ability to understand, reason, and learn. And if you can do that in a domain, you're in a way different world. It's not like being a jack of all trades on a really thin thing. This is going down the path, if you're an oncologist, how can you look at an EMR, look at x-rays, look at all the knowledge that's been printed out there, form hypotheses, decide your level of confidence. And what experts want, what you and I want when we make a decision, you don't want to be told the answer. You want to see, here's the different reasons, here's how I thought about it, here's the evidence that proves it. Hey, when you're being treated for cancer, you may not want your hair to fall out. That may mean a lot to you. So there is no right or wrong answer. Mm -hmm. So I see this world that this is going to help us deal with the gray area. Okay. And that is really different, a different, a different business. And I think most Completely. of the business is there, right? At, at IBM. So yes. let's delve more into the question of AI. So right now you put cognitive businesses at $4 billion, which is about 20% of your business. Oh, no, no. I, I mean, we are, when I look at cognitive, because it's been a big piece or of Watson. our, of, if, I, if I look at it, it's been a big piece of our analytics business, which is 18 billion and grew 16% last year. Mm -hmm. So that's a really big piece. How of big a part, you don't break out how much the Watson yeah, part we, yeah, Why we, is that? Yeah, like, we if don't it's so for, fantastic and we, answering we, all these We questions. don't for a reason, because I look at um, anybody who's building something, A, we're nurturing it, and so there'd be no value in doing that disclosure as I nurture and grow this. Mm -hmm. The second thing would be- it's, Why is that? Uh, because it's it's not meant to be any one thing. It's going to be a silver thread. It's already happening through lots of the products that we do. And I think that's what will happen in business, too. Because mm -hmm. here, here's a strong view. As I've talked with many of our clients, I say, if it's digital, it'll be cognitive. Mm -hmm. Anything you do digital, it will be cognitive. So if you think that, you're going to change the way you really run a business, right? And it, whether, I, again, like I say, whether you do simple things or whether it's education, we will solve stuff that hasn't been solved. So that's the reason we don't break it out. It's still growing, forming, different business models of what's out there. What is the pressure to, for, for you from Wall Street, from pointing it out? You've been sort of beaten up on... Yeah, th this is... Um, yeah, not, not necessarily about the pressure of that. Uh, look, as I said, IBM is going through, you know, how are we going to be here the next hundred years, right? Mm -hmm. And it is important to don't protect your past, don't define yourself as a product. I think if you do, that leads you down a path that's not good, and you make your decisions for the long term. Mm -hmm. So what we have done in deciding for the long term is really place these bets, which we've spent the first, you said to me, so when you go to change a company, I mean, we've spent the first couple of years really building out um, cloud, big data analytics, and our mobility, and all of our security, which is now 
30 billion, growing at 26%. That's a big number in a normal business. Mm -hmm. um, and then the other part of the business is definitely in markets. You know, I say they're not growing; they may be declining. But my God, we run the you know railroads, the airlines, the banks of the world. They're not; those are systems, by the way, to be changed. Which I, I tell you, I hope we do talk a little bit about things like blockchain, mm -hmm. which I think. For as much discussion as we have about AI, I believe blockchain will have as much of an influence on many different ways businesses run. Right, let's talk about that in a second, but let's finish. But yeah, so, so back to, so we do both these things, and you say the pressure. To me, the pressure for all of us is you make the decision that's going to be right for the long term. And for us, once you have a digital foundation, I think cognitive will be the thing that is most transformative for almost oh. all our companies. So talk a little bit about your purchase of Weather Channel. Yes, a lot of money. Yes, yes, yes. What, yes. what were you buying? Yeah, a lot of people thought is, you bought data. I, I, I know. What, what, if I, I don't know. I can kind of see the audience. What would people think when we bought the Weather Company? What would people think I will data? Answer. You, what no do you idea. Think? No idea why we did it? No idea. Oh, well, that's, that's not good at all. Right. So let me try again. That's a, that is not a good base. I mean, I listened um, to what you said, but. So when we bought the Weather Company, first off, a couple of views of beliefs we have. One is that cloud and cloud platforms cognitive solutions, they will, they will, vertical will make a big difference. Okay. So verticals, industry verticals will make a big difference. And so will data. But I have a really strong view about data, uh, and I think that it's important. So one is there will be some data you'll want to own. And so most people jump to that with the weather company. We bought it for um, the data. Mm -hmm. But you could license data, and, and it is as could have been. That really wasn't it. When we went in and really looked at it deeply, they have built a wonderful platform for Internet of Things. You know, their view, they map the atmosphere. Some people map the earth, they map the atmosphere. Mm -hmm. So their ability to do hundreds of billions of transactions, which is what you need, whether it's a heart, you know, monitor, pacer, all this, unbelievable. So we really bought it for the Internet of Things platform. Yes, data. And it is the world's third most used mobile app. So on your phone, that's what's there. But you're not a consumer company. Right? Well, no, but I tell you what. You, you will experience, by the way, Watson in different ways, and we'll be adding things to the weather app. You know, health and weather inter intersect all the time, as an mm -hmm. example. So while, if I might just diversify, I think that's a, a really, that would be one of those things I'd say, be careful as a company. For a long time, I'd say to myself, well, we're B2B. Mm -hmm. I don't think anybody's just B2, B2C or B2B anymore. Mm -hmm. You are B2I business to individual, okay. and when you ask me about changing a company, I mean, we've had to build huge design thinking groups, right? We've hired every design master's degree in the world. I've even had some heritage in design way back in the 60s, but we've got almost 10,000 designers now because consumerism has made everything in the enterprise have to feel the same way as right. you feel today, right? right? So I think B, B2C is a really kind of an old nomenclature. I think everybody's going to be business to individual, down to the exact thing that person wants, including us. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so we bought Weather Company to really go into and really fortify our Internet of Things platform that's out there at the rate and pace that's And the move. result would be, what it's, would it be a goal of a product? Oh, we already have a product, which is, um, it's a, and this is a really key thing, I think, for all of us. We view what we'll do is provide a platform for everybody here and others to use many of these things to do Internet of Things on their own, right? We'll do some things. In fact, this is true in a lot. We pick verticals like healthcare to go into, but I think most innovation is going to come from others, and we are going to give them that platform. I see it already. Uh, on our cloud, 
almost 60, 70% of everybody comes in uses Watson, that Watson APIs, because mm -hmm. we've opened Watson up. We want the rest of the world to do this. I, I saw one of the funniest, um, actually, most of the time I find these things, I don't even know they were built, so they're out of the ecosystem. And uh, I saw a thing on CNN over something called, um, it's called Say What? Mm -hmm. And what uh, it's a Watson app someone built, which is while you're on a conference call, it is listening to the dialogue. And when it hears your, not just hears your name, but knows you're at being asked a question, it quickly shows you the last 30 seconds and rings in and says, I'm sorry, I was on mute. Okay, oh. <laughs> so I, I, and, uh, I, it, and that gives you the time to read it, you know, right, so right. you can answer your right. question, you know. Right. And uh, so I think these are wonderful. I mean, we would not come up with that idea. That I guarantee you that, okay? So yeah. Um, yeah. we will use it probably yeah, profoundly, yeah, but yeah. we will not come up with yeah. it. Yeah, but, I, uh, um, I am usually watching like the Chewbacca video during that time. During one of those times, I can understand, right? Yeah. So, I mean, that's, so that's... Fox Media really likes those calls, so I'm going to use that. Do you, like, I'm yeah. telling you, yeah. that was amazing, right? So yeah. I, I read another one out of, uh, just again, it was in the paper that Georgia Tech had a class and uh, there were six teacher's assistants. Mm -hmm. one's, one's name was Jill Watson. Mm -hmm. And um, so as it, they didn't tell the, t the kids or adults, whatever. Uh, and as it turned out at the end, uh, Jill was the best, but Jill was Watson. Mm -hmm. And uh, so this idea, you know, of being able to, and, and that was free format question answer, what mm -hmm. a TA would do, right? Right. And uh, one of the students said, Darren, and it was an AI class, no less, okay? So you'd have thought they'd have like went, maybe. But uh, they, they said, you know, we went out, we did search, looked at the name. There's lots of Jill Watsons out there. Many of them looked possible. So uh, that was it. So, I mean, I expect tons of innovation along that line that okay. we won't do. That is the friendly view of AI. Yep. Friendly Jill. Yeah. Nice, Jill. Yeah. So and there's nice. a there's another view. Yes. Right. So talk a little bit about that. Yeah. What do you, you <laughs> so know, you could is... be you're building this platform, answering questions, giving out yeah. weather data, you know, and and your your thing is not doing so much the why. It's showing the paths of decision making. But at some point, two things could go wrong. One is replacing jobs, completely replacing jobs. I was talking to I think Ann Wojcicki from 23andMe, and she was saying there's not going to be onco uh, not oncologists. Uh, radiologists in 10 years because why because these computers can do this by themselves so that's job like there's all kinds yeah. of job loss everywhere the other one is uh, evil and taking over the planet yeah right yeah. that one yeah um, which both. Is both 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 uh, both, both ends right, right. yeah right. I, I I think there's a couple points for to think about because when you think about um, I'll keep using the word cognitive because again because I it's it is AI is a subset. So me as an engineer, technically AI is a subset mm -hmm. of cognitive. There are many more, you know, much more statistical engines that are in here and what it does. And so, but what really matters is who teaches these things, right? Because Watson is taught. Mm -hmm. And so when you come in, it's both the data you use to teach and who does the teaching. So as an example, this is why I think verticals become really important. So when you're in healthcare, Watson has been taught by the world's greatest oncologists right now. So what's rolling out, it's rolling out in China, India, Southeast Asia, three million patients served, is an oncology advisor. But it wasn't just taught in the wild, right? In, in this idea of knowing which data to use for what, we, we were just talking about this. If, um, if you are going to you know, diagnose someone, would you go to the literature and all the journals of medicine or would you go to Twitter? Okay, that's a st stupid question, actually. I mean, you'd go there. I go However, to Twitter, but go Well, it, you might, but if you were trying to predict a pandemic, yeah. you might also, you have to go there. So this idea of knowing which way to go 
is really important. And so, and who does the training is important. And so when you're in verticals, you will be trained by experts. And I think that's actually an important piece. So, so let me just say for one of some of the most important business decisions, who does the training is going to be important. Your other point, though, as you said, well, what about jobs? Look, I think this is inevitable that things that are repetitive and automated, you will have a job impact. I mean, that is foolish to say you won't, right? I mean, we're, we, we're doing the work on radiology today where Watson will say, because a radiologist, he lays on his back, he looks at like tons of screens, fatigue, errors, and we say, what Watson's doing now is saying, okay, look, you can look at them all, but look at these three first. I read the medical record, look at these anomalies, right? Start there. And that will, and, and then, by the way, the radiologist can do what he should really be doing, and that's what it's going to put a premium on. But this will circle back. I, I, you know, I think this, the root of this is going to go back to education because you aren't going to stop it. I mean, you know, you go back, again, Mary had that chart up on um, you aren't going to stop it, yeah. transportation. It, it isn't going to, the trend is going to keep moving, right? And so the chart on transportation, if you go back to farming, people had to read the industrial age, then they had to teach mechanical skills. I think whatever we'll end up calling this age, people will have had to learn all these data skills, right, and go on. So I do think repetitive tasks, but I think there'll be like tons more new jobs that open up, but there'll be this discontinuity period. That's what tech right? people say. The, the discontinuity, sure but they don't always line up, and yeah. that's, the, that's the thing about transitions, yeah. right? They yeah. don't always line up in time. Okay. Great. Questions for Ginny? Any questions? I'm going to ask about blockchain if that's the case. No, please, yeah. Please. Um, so, last question: blockchain. Explain what you were, why you think it's going to be. So yeah, I, I mean, how many people are familiar with blockchain? Give me a sense. And in in, in how many of you think it's going to have a profound impact on some of the greatest business processes in the world? So I would say like, maybe 60, 70 percent, right? I mean, to me, um, and and. So we started some work on this topic. We probably have about 200. This is this now. I say this coming from a bit of experience on it. Um, we've got about 200 projects going, but we did something else, and this was probably the most instructive. Because blockchain, to me, anything that's a supply chain, anything you can think of as a supply chain, you can improve its efficiency. So just it doesn't matter whether it's a people supply chain, numbers doesn't. So IBM Global Financing is 40 billion dollars. It's one of the largest. So we put up our whole ledger on a shadow blockchain already. Um, now, very interesting. I'm also going to start to place, I place a lot of commercial paper. Start to place my own commercial paper. Now, some people don't fit in that flow. Flow goes down, money shortens. I can see it happening already. I have a big services business. Um, there's lots of supply chain. People, parts moving around. You have tons of people on both sides that are reconciling. Blockchain addresses it. I have banks, reconciliation, stock exchanges, Ill or uh, not very liquid assets, trading, uh, big shippers mm -hmm. uh, to big retailers. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I can see the efficiency. This is another area. It will be efficiency, efficiency of capital flows and efficiency in there. So it's a great opportunity, and you need to know two things to do it. you got to know transaction flows and cryptography. And I also believe it's going to be important that this is out in open source. I mean, this is part of what we did. We, we actually put the fabric for it in Hyperledger, right, mm -hmm. for this to happen because you will need visibility in the world. The, the regulators, the federal banks we've worked with, you'll have to have it. So I think, I know we didn't talk about it at all, I think the opportunities are super great around this. And I see tons of little companies popping up, taking all different applications. I, I, I think it's almost limitless of what the ideas will be that people will do with this. In, in a good way, but you need, you do have to have transparency in that. And so therefore I think, 
Um, again, we'll go through some learning. Some of the vehicles out there are not transparent, they're opaque. Mm -hmm. You won't be able to do that with financial transactions. Um, go ahead over here. Sure. Uh, Jenny, IBM started off as a hardware company. Right. It then developed services, so a sec second business model arm, and is now heavily involved in software. Very, very few companies have managed to go to market successfully with all three of those business models. How do you, how do you manage your organization to have that diverse set of capabilities? Yeah, it's, um, you know, it's, a, it's interesting. Sometimes when I'll ask people, I'll say, well, how much do you think is hardware of IBM anymore? It, it's an important part, but it's 9% now. And so most people wouldn't guess that piece, again, through those transitions. How you manage it, there's one way. What you do is you organize yourself and you go by, by client and you go by solution. Because you wouldn't have those three pieces unless you were going to bring them together for a reason. Otherwise, they could each run as a pure play at what they did. And so most of what we do, I would say, I think the number 85% of what we do with clients is the integration of those three things. So that's how you do it. So you do both an industry view and then you have a solution view that integrates those things, which is why we have Watson Health, Watson Retail, Watson Commerce, Watson Internet of Things that pulls those things together. Hi, Jenny. Uh, John Ford. Hey, John. Um, so you've been working on Watson for a long time, and now we see Amazon with the Echo. We see Google coming out with something similar, rumors about others. You say you're not necessarily B2B. You're B2I now. Why not come out with a home device that people can use to get a sense of what Watson can do, or at least through a proxy, license out the capability and really push it so that it happens sooner rather yeah, than later. Yeah, you know, John, this is, a, this is, I think, an interesting point because right now- It be called Watson. Uh, it, absolutely, look, Watson's got- it's an idea. It's it a great idea. I will pay you for this idea no, later. Sorry. Um, you know, our view is, and this is a really important view, we put Watson in a cloud, it opened it up, because we said there'd be more innovation to come from the world. We do some certain pieces. You know, it's really important to know what you do well and what you don't do well. And we would do the pieces, like I said, we've picked healthcare and the like. We'd also, by the way, made a really important decision on a business model, and I think this is important for everybody here building a business. Um, we said, look, we'll bring data, we'll bring Watson, but business, you bring data and you bring your algorithms, the insights are yours. Your data is not to make me better. I'll do training on Watson to a certain point, but what you train Watson with, with your proprietary data, that belongs to you. Now that is a very different decision than other people have made, okay? So that in itself, we've said, we want others to build on this, and we'll do a few. Like I said, you know, when we did the healthcare platform, so whether Johnson Johnson is doing healthy knees, Medtronic, the glucose monitor and diabetes, they'll build all those innovations. So circle back to your point of, so why not just put him in the wild, right? Um, we'll do that through other people, and that's it, as a partner. In fact, actually, Watson is behind a number of things you probably don't even know you already experienced. Geico, insurance, that's Watson behind it. So there are things, and I think that's the way. I actually, the voice, the front ends are not going to be the most important part. What Watson does have to handle is dialogue. Any pretty darn good although, I know the breakfast although session. I do have to say I'm having a fantastic relationship with Alexa. Are you? Well, there you go. <laughs> That's why, though. All right, last question. Sorry, sorry. Sorry. Um, IBM is one of the world's largest creators of intellectual property and patents and copyrights and things like that, and also a big contributor to open source. So I was wondering what your opinions are on the recent Oracle Google case regarding uh, the Java APIs and Android. 
Well, look, I think when you make an API and you make it available, it's important that those who use it then can be protected, right? So we make decisions ourselves, by the way, all the time, which way are you going? Because on one hand, if you make investments, you want to protect your intellectual property. On the other hand, if you take it and open it up, you want people, they need to be protected when they go and use that. So we sort of often, you know, we balance those two things and we pick which model. Like I was just saying for blockchain, we've made the choice on the fabric, put it out in the open source arena and that's where it belongs. And because you've got to have some uh, foundation and some standards that are out there for that. So what do you think of that we go case? both ways. What about that case? In that particular case, I think that's, that's very good that the APIs are protected. Those that are using them can use them, right? Do you think APIs should be copyrightable? Uh, I think it depends on the API, right? And what, I mean, because there are some, you say no, but there are others. I think there are many of them that could be, absolutely could be. So I think it depends on what it is. Yeah. Great. Jenny? Good. Thank you so sure, much. Thanks for finally having us here. Good. Thanks for listening to Recode Replay. Remember to leave us a review at iTunes.com slash Recode Replay and be sure to check out our other podcasts. Every Monday, I host Recode Decode, a podcast about tech and media's key players, big ideas, and how they're changing the world we live in. On Thursdays, you can hear Recode Media, where Peter Kafka interviews the smartest and most interesting people in the media world. And on Friday, I host Too Embarrassed to Ask, along with Lauren Good of The Verge. You can find all these shows and more at recode.net or wherever you listen to podcasts.